welcome to Phone Messages, episode 157, Chocolate Cow. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number eight from Benjamin Evans. It comes from the winter of 1990 and is three seconds long. Here we go. How now, chocolate cow? Chocolate cow. I mean, I assume it's like the chocolate cow drink. Like a yoo Would you ever buy it when you were a kid? I loved all that kind of stuff because I always had a sweet tooth. Did you have a lot of cavities? Yeah. So do you remember any particular treats that were special to Providence? The coffee cabinet. That's definitely a big one. I mean, coffee milk was really big. And you could get that like when you went to uh, school and you had the hot lunch, you could have either regular milk, which, you know, I can't imagine why anyone would want that. But you could also get coffee milk or chocolate milk or every once in a blue moon, strawberry milk. Coffee is not something you're supposed to drink as a kid. Well, it was coffee flavored milk. So it wasn't real coffee, you're saying? It didn't have caffeine or? Oh, I'm sure it had caffeine. So... The other thing I was curious about is when you first started playing music? Tenth grade, something like that. So all these bands that would play Saturday night in New York, and then the next weekend they'd be playing in Boston, and in between they would swing by Providence, Rhode Island. So like bands like the Ramones, we would see like two or three times a year. So anyway, so that was very inspiring, and it was the ethos was very much like, it's punk rock, anybody can do it. So we just started our own band, and we played... Uh, in the basement uh, next to the, the uh, washer and dryer. There'd be the clotheslines running along, and we would pin up the lyrics to the clothesline. And so who was in this first band that you were in? Uh, my younger brother, Xander, played the drums. And then Nick Bertosi and I played guitar, and our friend Dan Boylan uh, played uh, bass guitar. And did you write your own songs? or? Oh, yeah. So That was like the most fun part. Who was the singer? Well, it was very much this kind of like punk ethos. So there wasn't really much singing going on. It was much more, you know, screaming. Uh, what did you call yourselves? And we would mostly play, you know, like our friends' parties. So we didn't, we didn't really need a name. And so you played in this group for the rest of your high school? That kind of formation was, you know, in flux. And we had different people. And by senior year of high school... I had another band that was called Crash, and that had Elizabeth Sharp on drums and Monique Schubert on bass. And that was more of like a band that we had a name, and we went to, uh, my uncle had a uh, like a recording studio in Massachusetts. We went up there and recorded like a demo tape. And uh, Sharp was from D.C., and she took that demo tape and got us a gig at D.C. Space. But Monique couldn't come down and so Sharp's friend uh, Vasi Jorni uh, played bass. And um, we opened for a group called Unrest. And it was a lot of fun. Did you play any other clubs or anything? One time we, we played, I think this was at like, I think it was called The Rocket at the time. We played a show there. There was like nobody there. But we, you know, we just had fun. And then afterwards, the next band was this band Small Factory. They were like, pretty well-known band at the time they were putting out records and stuff and they were loading in they were like oh you guys were the opening band oh if we'd known it was you we would have checked it out you know they were just like oh random band name crash which was the, the name of the band because monique really loved this band crash from england 
and I really loved The Clash. So <laughs> the name of the band was Crash. How did you meet the other band members? Well, Elizabeth Sharp, or she just went by the last name Sharp, she came to Providence, Rhode Island to do like a summer program at Brown University. And my friend uh, Yannick Kalicki was doing the same summer program. And every summer, we would drive up to uh, Vermont to the Bread and Puppet Theater Festival. And so when we went there, uh, Yannick brought Sharp along with him. And that's how I met her. We just started talking about music, and we were into all the same bands, you know. And Oh, and then uh, Monique Schubert was a friend of mine from high school, and she played bass. And again, she was just like into the same music, and that was, you know, that was enough. Once again, our man from Providence provides several sweets for us to sample. Let's begin with Chocolate Cow. It was indeed a brand of chocolate milk, which was sold in cans at least until 1973, when I found a coupon in New York Newsday that proclaims, Chocolate Cow gives every kid a delicious, nutritious dairy drink, and every mom 10 cents off a six-pack. Now, as for coffee milk, which is the official drink of Rhode Island, a 1990 article from the Providence Journal notes the strange love the ocean state has for coffee flavor. In Rhode Island, coffee ice cream is second only to vanilla in popularity. And it's perhaps the only state where coffee-sweetened milk is served in school. Rhode Island's taste for coffee comes from Italians who began immigrating in the late 19th century and established several coffee syrup manufacturers in the state. The coffee cabinet is basically a coffee milkshake, and the first recipe appeared in the September 1903 edition of The Spatula, an illustrated magazine for druggists. It calls for coffee syrup, egg, plain cream, ice cream, and shaved ice. Although the treat is associated with Rhode Island, the first mention I could find of the drink comes from the Mansfield, Ohio News. A May 1903 ad for Lucas and Brothers Druggists lists coffee cabinet along with pineapple cobbler, champagne mist, and buffalo sundae as choices to be found at their fountain. Shifting from sweet drinks to sweet sounds, the club DC Space, where Ben's band Crash played, was a legendary venue that opened in 1977 at 7th and E Streets Northwest. It hosted poetry readings, videos, performance artists, and musicians ranging from Sun Ra to John Cage, in addition to hundreds of local bands. It closed in 1991 as the neighborhood became more upscale. Unrest, the group that played after Ben's band, performed multiple times at the club, but I could not find the date that Crash opened for them. 
in Providence, Club Rocket, where Crash warmed up for Small Factory, was known for starting a stupid dance party in the 80s and became Club Babyhead in 1990 before closing in 96. As for the other members of Crash, both continued their artistic pursuits in different ways. Drummer Elizabeth Sharp formed the band New Radiant Storm King at Hampshire College and went on to produce several albums under the name Ill Ease. Bassist Monique Schubert received an MFA in painting from UNC Chapel Hill and incorporates art and music into her practice as an acclaimed New York City yoga instructor. Schubert also sings in the Resistance Revival Choir, which has performed with everybody from Philip Glass to Ani DeFranco. Okay, that's enough sweets for today. If you want to send me chocolates, go to pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Ben for sharing his confections. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.